Hello listeners, and welcome back to Horseshoe History. In last week's episode, we covered the seasons from Andrew Luck's arrival to the loss in the AFC Championship game to New England. In each of Andrew Luck's first three seasons, the Indianapolis Colts would make it one game further in the playoffs, culminating in a loss to New England in the AFC title game. Naturally, everyone would think the Colts were destined to go back to the Super Bowl for the first time since 2009. This season was not the case. The Colts would open up free agency by signing quite a few big names. Frank Gore would come over from the San Francisco 49ers, Andre Johnson from the Houston Texans, and Trent Cole from the Philadelphia Eagles. On the other side of that coin, the Colts would lose some key players, including a fan favorite. While some players that left hadn't been there very long, the Colts decided to not re-sign wide receiver Reggie Wayne. That one hurt a lot. It sucks as a fan sometimes when your favorite players are no longer with the team, whether they don't get re-signed or they retire. Growing up watching Reggie, Marvin, Edron, and Peyton playing for this team was amazing and it was a tough blow to see that finally end with Wayne heading elsewhere. Reggie would head to New England and would sign a one-year deal worth up to $3 million on August 24th. Sadly, Wayne did not stick around the league long. He would ask for and be granted his release from New England on September 15th. Wayne would not play on another team and would announce his retirement on January 15th of 2016. The Colts would also pass on re-signing safety Laron Landry, defensive end Ricky Jean-Francois, and running back Trent Richardson. In the draft, Indianapolis would choose another wide receiver out of the University of Miami, Philip Dorsett, with their first round choice. They would also take Dewan Smith and Henry Anderson in the third round, as well as Clayton Gathers in the fourth round. These players would stick around with the Colts for a few seasons. This would be yet another miss for the Colts in terms of draft prospects. Since 2012, the Colts were not doing so hot when it came to choosing young players. The 2015 season would open up on September 13th in Buffalo against the Bills. The Colts would look to start strong and try to improve on their trio of 11-5 records in the past three years. The fourth season under Chuck Pagano turned out to be mediocre. The wins and losses would come in groups. The Colts would lose their first two games and then win three in a row, then lose three in a row, then win three in a row again, and then lose three games in a row again before finishing out the season, winning their last two games. This would bring their record to 8-8. Eight and eight. Week 4 would be the beginning of the end of Andrew Luck's career. He would miss his first game, this one due to a shoulder injury. He was replaced by 40-year-old backup Matt Hasselbeck, who would lead the Colts to a 16-3 win in overtime over the Jacksonville Jaguars. In week 5, Hasselbeck would get the start yet again, leading to another win, this time over the Houston Texans, which would set an NFL record for most consecutive wins against division opponents 16 in a row. To date, that record still stands. The next week would be a heartbreaker and would remain in Colts lore forever. The Colts would match up against the New England Patriots in Lucas Oil Stadium. Luck would return to the starting lineup as well. Luck's numbers would be really good too as he went 30 of 50 for 312 yards and 3 touchdowns. Frank Gore would rush 13 times for 78 yards and T.Y. Hilton would catch 6 balls for 74 yards and a touchdown. The score ended up being 34 to 27 in favor of New England. This isn't why it's tough to talk about though. This game will forever be known as the Colts catastrophe. The game would be a back and forth event during the first half. Brady would throw a touchdown pass, Luck would throw two. At halftime, the Colts would lead 21-20. to 20. 
New England would score on their first possession of the third quarter, and after trading punts back and forth, Indianapolis would move the ball to their own 37-yard line where the drive would stall. Chuck Pagano would decide to call a trick play. Punter Pat McAfee would line up in his usual position behind the line of scrimmage. After a few moments, most of the Colts' punt team began to jog towards the Indianapolis sideline, but would stop and line up in an imitation of the punt formation near the outer hash mark. Up back, Colt Anderson would jog with them, but would run back toward the ball and line up as quarterback behind Griff Whalen, who was positioned as the new center and was preparing to snap the ball. The Patriots players followed the Colts towards the sideline, but a few players stayed behind with the ball. Whalen would snap the ball with one second left on the play clock to an unsuspecting Anderson. As soon as the ball was snapped, Patriots linebacker Brandon Bolden was on top of Anderson wrestling him to the ground. A penalty flag was thrown on the Colts as the entire right side of the formation was not on the line of scrimmage. New England coach Bill Belichick would decline the penalty giving the Patriots the ball at the Indianapolis 35 yard line. New England would end up scoring on that drive rather quickly. Four years after the play, Pat McAfee would explain what had happened. The idea behind the play was to get New England to think that the Colts were sending their offense back onto the field and would try to change personnel. The Colts would snap the ball and New England would be called for too many men on the field, a five-yard penalty, but enough to keep the Colts' drive going. If they didn't bite on it, Anderson was to use a hard count to try to draw the defenders offside, which is also a five-yard penalty. If that didn't work, the Colts would run the play clock down, take the delay of game penalty, and punt the ball to New England. McAfee would explain that the play had been executed flawlessly in practice, but the original player who was to have played center before Whalen was deactivated due to illness, leaving Whalen only a day or two to learn the verbal and physical prompts. This play was featured in the NFL Network's top 10 series of blunders, coming in at the 6th spot. This loss would start the Colts on a three-game losing streak, one that would end with a win over Peyton Manning and the Denver Broncos in Peyton's second and final game back in Indianapolis. Peyton would end up retiring after the Broncos' Super Bowl 50 win. The week before the Denver game, offensive coordinator Pep Hamilton would be dismissed from his position and Pagano would elevate associate head coach Rob Chudzinski to the position. This win would end the Broncos' undefeated season but would come at a price. Andrew Luck would get hit midway through the game by two Broncos players, and while he never left the game, two days later he would be hospitalized with an abdominal injury and a lacerated kidney. He would end up missing the rest of the season as a result, leaving Matt Hasselbeck to lead the team. The Colts would win over the Atlanta Falcons and Tampa Bay Buccaneers before getting manhandled by the Pittsburgh Steelers in Week 13 with a score of 45-10, and Week 14 against the Jacksonville Jaguars 51-16. The Colts would lose the next game against the Houston Texans, the first time Houston would win in Lucas Oil since they began team play in 2002. Week 16 would be a win against the Miami Dolphins, but would be the final game of Matt Hasselbeck's career. Hasselbeck would get hurt during the game and end up being replaced by Charlie Whitehurst. Both Whitehurst and Hasselbeck would miss the team's final game against the Tennessee Titans. The Colts would add Josh Freeman and Ryan Lindley to the team for the matchup against the Titans. The plan was to teach Freeman the plays they would run in the first half and teach Lindley the second half game plan. This would work out in favor of the Colts as they would win 30-24, bringing their season to 8-8. Eight eight. The Colts would finish 2nd in the AFC South and 9th in the AFC, missing the playoffs for the first time in Pagano and Luck's Colts careers. 
Indianapolis would look to bounce back in the 2016 season. The contracts of both general manager Ryan Grigson and coach Chuck Pagano were coming up. Colts Nation would start a trend on Twitter. They would tweet with the hashtag SaveChuck and FireGrigson. This would work and not work. Owner Jim Irsay would reward both men with a new contract. This was perceived by some as Irsay making those two work together whether they wanted to or not. Grigson was already on the hot seat with some players and it was bleeding into Colts Nation. With the signings of Andre Johnson and Trent Cole, many people thought they would work out, but that was five years ago. These players were clearly on the decline and everyone knew it, except Grigson. 2016's free agency would have some players leave, such as Kobe Fleener, who would go to the New Orleans Saints, Boom Heron, who would go to the Buffalo Bills, Colt Anderson, who would also go to Buffalo, and Jarrell Freeman, who would go to the Chicago Bears. Matt Hasselbeck would retire as well. Indianapolis, though, would re-sign Dwayne Allen, Jack Doyle, and Adam Vinatieri. In the draft, the Colts would take center Ryan Kelly with their first-round selection out of Alabama. Of the eight draft selections, only three would be consistent players for the team. Ryan Kelly was, and still is, the starting center. The Raven Clark, a third-rounder, who was with the Colts during the 2020 season as a backup. And Joe Haig, who recently won a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This would highlight another so-so draft for the team. The Colts were to open the NFL preseason against the Green Bay Packers during Hall of Fame weekend. That game would be canceled at the last minute due to poor playing conditions. The morning of the game, officials discovered that the logos painted at midfield and in both end zones were painted with something that was not intended to be used on the newly installed field turf. Subsequently, the paint had not fully dried and officials would heat the field to speed up the process. This would cause the turf's rubber to melt, with some describing the affected areas as slick and like cement. Stadium officials would attempt to address this issue by applying paint thinner to the turf, but a Packers employee noticed that the label warning said the thinner might cause severe burns when exposed to skin. This would lead to the cancellation of the game due to safety concerns. Both teams would be informed of the cancellation at 6.40pm, 1 hour and 20 minutes before kickoff. Fans in the stands would hear about the cancellation from social media as no official announcement had been made until just before the kickoff at 8pm. This would lead fans to boo and jeer as they found out. The Colts would open up at home in the regular season against the Detroit Lions trying to bounce back from their previous season. This season would end the same as the last one. Indianapolis would go 8-8 eight and eight and miss the postseason yet again. Andrew Luck would miss Week 12, a Thanksgiving matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers at home. While it was just one game this season that Luck missed, some started to wonder if Luck was injury-prone. Indianapolis would finish the season in 3rd place in the AFC South and 10th in the AFC. Entering the 2017 season, the Colts had some changes to the team. General Manager Ryan Grigson would be fired from the team. He would be replaced by the Kansas City Chiefs' former Director of Football Operations, Chris Ballard. Chuck Pagano would maintain his coaching position for this season. In free agency, the Colts would lose Mike Adams to the Carolina Panthers, Zach Kerr to the Denver Broncos, and Eric Walden to the Tennessee Titans. Indianapolis would keep Darius Butler, Quan Bray, Jack Doyle, Eric Swope, and Robert Turbin. In the draft, the Colts would take Malik Hooker in the first round, as well as Quincy Wilson in the second, Terrell Basham in the third, Zach Banner, Marlon Mack, and Grover Stewart in the fourth, and Nate Harrison and Anthony Walker in the fifth. This offseason would also see Robert Mathis, Pat McAfee, and Joe Wrights retire from the game. 
Mathis would stay with the team as a pass rush consultant. McAfee would go on to do stand-up as well as start his own radio show. The Colts would add a few more players that were undrafted free agents, including Pat McAfee's replacement, punter Rigoberto Sanchez. Before the season even started, Andrew Luck would be placed on injured reserve. Chris Ballard would trade wide receiver Philip Dorsett to the New England Patriots for backup Jacoby Brissett eight days before the start of the season. The Colts would open up the season against the Los Angeles Rams, losing the game 46-9. Starter Scott Tolzien would be pulled for the recently acquired Brissett, who would end up finishing out the season as the starting quarterback. The season would be a rough one as the Colts would go 4-12, missing out on the playoffs. In week 17, the Colts were set up against the Houston Texans in a battle of the basement game. The winner would not finish last in the division. The 2018 season would bring a new sense of purpose and hope to the city of Indianapolis. Check back with us next week as we finish up the first season of Horseshoe History with The Luck Ran Out. Or did it? <laughs>